told me to turn my mic on. That's why I said good evening at Apple Street. You know, I consider it a privilege and an honor to be able to be with you here today. God is just so good and God is so wonderful. God is so kind. God is so merciful. And I want to first of all thank Pastor Wesley, Judy, and all the ministers and everyone who blessed me with this opportunity to be standing in front of you. You know, I, I had to remind myself that I was the preacher for the day, so I couldn't jump up and start shouting. Because I enjoyed you so much, Psalms of Praise. God bless you for the wonderful ministry. I'm not going to try to talk too, too long. I'm watching the clock in the back, uh, and I'm not much of a talker. Those who know me who know I'm kind of an introvert. No, not hardly, not hardly. But uh, God is just good, and I just thank him for this opportunity. And I want to just go ahead now and begin by reading the scripture. Uh, if we could all stand now for the scripture reading. Reading from 2 Kings, the second chapter, beginning with the eighth verse. Elijah took his cloak rolled it up and struck the water with it. The water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry land. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elijah, tell me what I can do for you before I am taken from you. Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. Elijah replied, you have asked a difficult thing, Elijah said. Yet if you see me when I'm taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elijah saw this and cried out, my father, my father the chariots and the horsemen of Israel. Elijah saw him no more. Then he took hold of his garment and tore it in two. Elijah picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him when he had been taken back and stood on the bank of Jordan. He took the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord God of Elijah, he asked. When he struck the water, it divided to the right and to the left, and he crossed over. The company of the prophets from Jericho who were watching, the spirit of Elijah is resting on Elijah. And they went to meet him, bowed to the ground before him. And they went to meet him and bowed on the ground before him. You may be seated. You know, one thing I do is I believe in the, the Bible. I believe in the Word of God. And there's a script, particular scripture and a particular thing that they teach us in Genesis. And in Genesis, they teach us on the seventh day God rested. In other words, don't call me early on, Sunday, on Saturday morning. Because on Saturday morning, I'm doing what God said do. I'm asleep. 
But periodically on Saturday morning, there's a knock and a ring in my doorbell, and there's some group of people there handing out some pamphlets. Now, I've been to seminary, and I don't need nobody to lecture me on the Word of God. But one particular Saturday, I was in my kitchen with the front door open, and oh, Lord Jesus, the doorbell rang, and they saw me. You can but imagine what went through my body and through my soul was finally on a Saturday morning, I was busted because they could see me at the kitchen table. So I graciously went to the door and stood there, some beautiful ladies who handed me a pamphlet. And they said, when you get an opportunity, can you just read this? So I took the pamphlet and went to back in the house and I was amazed at what I read because the pamphlet was five lessons that you should teach your children. Now, I'm not gonna talk about the theology of the pamphlet, but the lessons were really, really good. Well, I was reading the book of Elijah, a book of Kings and talking about Elijah and Elijah and I realized this one thing. I realized that God many times orchestrates situations and circumstances in our life. God puts us in position, encounters people, and brings us to places that God, in other words, and the subject of the message today is divine internships. Because sometimes I believe that God uh, puts people in our position. God puts people in our life. God puts us in a place. In other words, you may not know it, but God is calling you. And I know you thought that everything that happens in your life happens by happenstance, but let me tell you something. God has a plan for your life. And you may not know it or not, but there are some of you who are in your season of Elijah. And there are some of you who are in your season of Elijah. But there are some of you that God is going to send somebody your way that's going to teach you some lessons. There are some of you who've been getting on your knees every day saying, God, show me the way. Let me tell you something. If you're looking for Gabriel's angel, you need to get up off your knees. Because see, see, you're waiting for the heavens to break over and something to come to the clouds when God, what he's really going to do is put somebody in your path. Get ready for your divine internship. Divine internship. And see, what I want to do this morning is I want to tell you real quickly, because I only got 38 minutes, the story of Elijah and Elijah. And then I want to tell you four things that you need to know in your divine internship. Got four things, I know y'all used the three things, but I got four this morning. Because see, in the story of Elijah and Elijah, Elijah and Elijah were two of the greatest prophets that you would read in the Bible. Anybody know the story? You know the story must have been good because God sent VIP service to pick up Elijah. So he must have been a great man. If you read the story, Elijah performed miracles. Elijah uh, did great things. But there was some things I need you to know about Elijah. Because see, in your divine internship that you are already in, in your divine internship that God has placed you in, in your season of Elijah and Elijah, four things that I need you to know. And if you get these four things, you ain't going to miss your blessing. If you get these four things, God is going to promote you. If you get these four things. God is going to do something supernatural in your life. If you get these four things, eyes have not seen and ears have not heard what God has in store for you, but you got to get through your internship. Now, now, the first thing, as you know the story, uh, 
There was Elijah and Elijah in the story, but I want to tell you a little secret. The number one thing you need to know in your internship, first of all, uh, when God selects his internship, uh, God don't pick perfect people. Now, I know, I, know, I know that you think in your mind that, uh, 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 that, that everybody in the church is perfect and the preacher is perfect and the squire is perfect because they sing so well. Uh, but when God makes a decision, God don't decide like you decide. Let me tell you something. Your ways are not his ways and your thoughts are not his thoughts. I'm going to tell you that one more time because you may not know this. Your ways are not God's ways and your thoughts are not God's thoughts. And guess what? Your evaluation criteria is not like God's evaluation criteria. Because what God does is God picks some jacked up folks. God picks some people with issues. God picks some folks that's struggling. And those are the people that God uses. Why is that important? You know, because it's important for you to know that because, see, see, I don't know about you. I can't talk about you because you were probably born, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost and fire and came out of the womb speaking in tongues and, 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 and knew John 3.16. But there are some of us who got one or two issues. There are some of us uh, that been down in the mark and mori clay and God saw where we were, picked us up. I, I, know, I, know, you, I know you know you got issues and, and, I, and I know you think you got some things, but let me tell you something. God can handle your issues. You know why? Because God selects imperfect people for internship. Now, I, I know Elijah is, uh, you read the story of Elijah, and, and he was a great prophet, but if you go back and read the story, this is what you'll find out in uh, 1 Kings in chapter 19. Elijah uh, had done all these things in battle, but when God encountered Elijah in chapter 19, Elijah was hiding from a woman. Oh, y'all know the Bible? He was running from Jezebel. I know you hate to hear that, but it was the truth. He was running from a woman. God found Elijah hiding out after all the miracles that he'd done. After all the things he'd done, Elijah had an issue. He was scared of a woman. I know y'all can't identify with that. And I know that none of the men are going to say amen. But Elijah had some issues. He was running from Jezebel, and he had an encounter in God, and God said to Elijah, Elijah, what you doing? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you, Elijah? But let me tell you what God is so good. God is so wonderful that God will meet you where you are and commission you. I, uh, uh, I remember when I first started preaching, right? Uh, I was a little bit boy in Texas and God called me to preach, but I was afraid to be a preacher because nobody in my household was going to church but me. I'm sorry, family watching online. And I thought about to myself, I said, now if God was going to call somebody to preach, God should have called the preacher's son. God should have called the deacon's son. But I love my daddy. my daddy. But my daddy was a G, a gangster. And, and, I love my daddy, and, 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 and I thought, God, God, you have to pick somebody else. But what God let me know is that wherever you are, wherever you've been, whatever you've done, wherever you've been, whatever you've done, wherever you've been, whatever you've done, God can still use you. I mean, you know, you know, there's some folks that come to church every Sunday. And I use an example of a friend of mine. When I was growing up in Texas, there was a friend of mine who used to drop his wife off at church every Sunday. 
And he didn't come into church because he thought he wasn't good enough to be in the church. I know y'all ain't don't understand that because y'all been saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, came out of the, the womb speaking in tongues, but, uh, but he thought he wasn't good enough. I had to pull him to the side and say, let me tell you what kind of folks are in church. Sinners. Deacons, but sinners. Preachers, but sinners. Ushers, but sinners. Choir members, but sinners. Bible teachers, but sinners. Ain't nothing here but sinners. And God is looking for some sinners. God uses imperfect people. And now, 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 I want to tell you one more thing that, uh, because see, in the, you read the book of, 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 of third about Elijah and Elijah, and, and you notice that when, God, when Elijah went and called Elisha, you don't hear nothing from Elijah until it's time for Elijah to go home. Uh, uh, let me say it one more time. When you read the story, Elijah calls Elijah, and, and you don't hear anything from Elijah until it's time for Elijah to go home. And, 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 and matter of fact, uh, uh, I'm going to tell you what I think what was happening because, see, while you're in training, while you're in God's divine internship, God requires a little deference in the training. Now, I, I know you might not know what that word means because uh, those of us who are part of the divine nine, especially of those of us who cross the burning sands, we understand what the word deference means. Deference means humble submission. Let me tell you something. There are those of us who are missing our blessing because we don't know how to stop talking. <laughs> Ain't nothing worse than an intern that you bring into your organization that just got there, just started college, and they want to be the CEO. <laughs> see, 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 God sometimes need us to stop talking. Sometimes God needs us to just listen. Sometimes God needs us to follow the wisdom of those who has put in leadership over us. Let me, I, you know, this is a lost art because when I was a kid growing up in Texas, uh, I grew up old school, so my parents, uh, before child abuse laws, <laughs> we didn't have the opportunity to talk back if you can. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I didn't have to go do this. I didn't say why if I had good sense. Matter of fact, I think truth be told, I made that mistake one time, and that scar is still on my leg. I'll show you one day. <laughs> but see, this deference thing, this humble submission is a lost art and a lost science. Something has happened where we talk just a little bit too much. Let me tell you something. Instead of always tweeting it out, sometimes you ought to take your fingers off the pulse. Uh, 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 see, so too many of us spend our time on Facebook, social media, Snapchat, let giving our opinion about everything when God really wants us to sit down, be still, observe, and be trained. Uh, the Bible does say, study, study to show yourself approved. A workman may not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. God needs some of us to sometimes sit down, allow ourselves to be trained. But God requires humble submission. I'm kind of, my time is running up and I'm almost getting there. And, and if you read the story of Elijah, here's what happened. Elijah is called by God. He calls Elijah. Elijah is quiet. 
Then he never talked very much. And then it's now time for Elijah to go along. And he asked him, he said, listen, uh, uh, what would you like for me to do for you? Uh, and it's a great question because I could imagine what it must have been like uh, for him to have to follow Elijah all around, what it must have been like for him to carry his bag, what it must have been like for him to have to be the low man on the totem pole. I'm sure that Elijah had big dreams, big aspirations, and it must have been difficult for him to humble ourselves. You may not, you want to know how I know that? I know that because I'm going to talk about me, because there I have big dreams and big aspirations, but sometimes it's really hard for me to sit down and shut up. I'm talking about me. But yet, and still, he asked him, what do you want from me? He said, this is what I want. I want a raise, a double portion of whatever you got. Fair request, fair request was this. But what happened was, he said, listen, I'm going to give you a double portion of what I have if you're present when they come and take me away. Let me tell you something. We often miss our blessings while we're doing our divine internship by not being where God wants us to be. See, see, God has a plan for you. And let me tell you something I found out down the years. God's going to get his way. I remember when they called me and asked me to be the pastor. I never wanted to be nobody's pastor. But let me tell you something. I ain't worked a weekend job since the 70s. But I was standing on my deck, and I said, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this and do Apple Street, because, you know, Apple Street is a big church, and you know Apple Street is very fulfilling. You know, better work, when you leave Apple Street, you done had just a little bit too much Jesus. Anybody work at Apple Street know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but I told God this. I said, God, we ain't going to fight. Right, we ain't gonna, you ain't got to strike me down. You ain't got to do nothing to me. Because, see, in my 57 years of learning, I learned that God always wins the fight. Anybody know what I'm talking about? God always wins. You can't outbox God. Your arms are not too, too short to box. God is going to win. God is going to have his way. Say, God, you know what? I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to be the pastor of church. But if you want me to do it, that's what I'm going to do. I ain't got nothing about 30 more years left anyway. That's all right. <laughs> so the chariots came and Elijah said, I see the chariots, and the chariots took Elisha away, and the first thing that Elisha did was begin to tear off his clothes. Now, let me tell you something. Uh, 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 in this internship that uh, if you really want to graduate, if you really want to go to the next place that God desires you to go, you got to tear off some stuff. Amen. Let me tell you why I know you got When you join the military, right, you got to take your civilian clothes and take them off. Am I telling the truth? So, so God desires for you to take off some stuff. You can't do the things that God wants you to do unless you let some stuff go. Say, let it go. You got to let things go. You got to give some things up. I, I know I had to give up some things when God told me to give it up because, see, every Saturday night, my frat brothers is hanging out. Uh, 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 every night, there's always a good party going on. But every Saturday night, I say, I got to go. You know, I got to preach tomorrow. There's some things you got to give up. Am I telling the truth? 
Point one. Point one. God uses imperfect people. Point two. God requires humble submission. Point three. You got to let some stuff go if you want to graduate. And now here is the bonus point. It's bonus point. Serving God will pay off after a while. Now, the reason why I'm telling you that is because, see, somebody came to church tonight discouraged. You have been dorking for God, doing for God, following God, reading your Bible, coming to church, and you're about ready to give up and throw in a towel. I want to let you know that don't give up. Hang on in there because serving God will pay off after a while. Now, 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 I always tell people, uh, see, that was Elijah and Elisha's story, right? That's what God, God came, Elijah got the cloak, and he got a double portion. But let me tell you something. You know what? God will give you a double portion too. Did you know that? Let me give you an example, and I, I could tell you my own story. Because see, uh, see, this is how God gives you the double portion. See, I grew up in Third Ward, Texas, in the projects. And, and one day when I was 12 years old, I met a girl that was about 14. That was a good-looking young girl, and I was looking at her, and she invited me to come to church. When I went to church, and I began to sing in the choir, following behind a little girl, and at about the age of 12 years old, I got saved. And when I got saved, uh, I kept on going to church. So, see, see, that's when somebody led me to church. And then while I was in church, uh, the pastor of the church paid my way my first semester in college. And I went to college, and I graduated from college, and moved away to, and joined the church. And in that church, I met a woman who gave me my first job with state government. And also at the church, the pastor gave me me my first opportunity to preach a sermon on Sunday morning. And, and while I was at that job, I went to Portland, Oregon, made a presentation, and a man walked up to me and said, hey, how about coming to D.C.? And while I was in D.C. Uh, working at law at a CPA firm, somebody said, how about coming to Howard? And when I got to Howard, so I thought to myself, oh, this is a great opportunity to go to divinity school. And while I was in divinity school, I met a young man who became good friends, and he was a pastor of a church in Atlanta, Maryland. And he said, why don't you come out here and be our accountant? And when he was there for five years and I worked as the accountant, he grew in the denomination. They said, uh, we don't have a pastor. Uh, how about you being our pastor? And now I stand in front of you, a little black boy from the projects. <laughs> Finance director at Alpha Street. Pastor of Jubilee Church. And let me tell you what a double portion is. See, see, a double portion means that when I stand up here, I stand up on everybody's shoulder that helped me in my journey. This is why we're better together. Because, see, I got a double portion. Yeah, yes, yes, they told me this and taught me that. But here I am in front of you declaring the word of God. Now, let me tell you something. For the Elijahs out there, you keep on. For the Elijahs out there, you keep on. God has a plan for you. And let me tell you something. If you, if you ever get real discouraged, I, I want you to do what uh, Elijah said. 
See, Elijah said that he was following Elijah and he looked up one day and he saw the chariots coming. And I want to tell you, hang on in there. The chariots are coming. The chariots are coming. Hang on in. Don't give up. Don't give in. God is on his way. And when God shows up, God shows out. It's a divine internship. It's, 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 it's an internship where God puts people in your life for a season to direct you to the place that he wants you to go. And I want to get you there's somebody here today that has been coming to Alpha Street and you have not answered the call. Today is your day. There's somebody here that God has sent you to a ministry and you have not answered the call. Today is your day. There's somebody here that say, I'm about ready to leave that church. I'm sick of those church people. Hang on in there because God has a plan for you. I'm done because I got 19 minutes left. And I want to close by telling you this. Not only does God, serving God, pay off after a while, God will give you something that the world cannot give you. God will put something in you. And let me tell you something. Stop looking for Gabriel. Gabriel ain't coming. But there's a mentor in your life. There's a mentee in your life. There's a sister or a brother or a teacher or a preacher that God has put in your life to direct you to the place that he desires for you to be. It's a divine internship. God, I don't know why you chose me, but I'm glad you did. Is anybody here that say, God, I don't know why you chose me, but I'm glad you're here. Is there anybody here that says, God, I thank you for the internship. God, I thank you for the shoulders I stand on. God, I thank you for where you're taking me. And I want to let you know, as I go to my seat, eyes have not seen and ears have not heard the things that God has in store for you. And you, and you, and you, and you, God. One more time, eyes have not seen, and ears have not heard. I'm going to say it to you, believe it. Eyes have not seen, and ears have not heard the things that God has in store for you. It's a divine... internship. Now go ahead and graduate. Amen.